0: No, um, no, no, I'm, use that. I'm redoing that. it. No, but you do it. Use it.
1: No, I'm redoing it. We're doing it again. Okay. wait. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I'm Dylan Waugh. I'm Ken's sidekick. I am the Paulie to Ken's Tony Soprano. This week we're going to be talking about a grab bag of topics including Marner, Adboard, Scoring, Binnington, World Juniors, Hudson Fashing, and Shane Wright. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Camel 27 of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh, and stick around because it's going to be kind of a wild episode. (laughs) Was that your poly Walnuts impression? That was my laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, Tony, did you hear what I just told him? I said that was my laugh. (laughs) Okay, that was that was maybe my favorite ongoing shtick was when Polly would tell people the joke that he just told Mm -hmm. one second ago, because who has not who has not met that guy? I'm actually (laughs) sitting across from that guy right Right now. now. (laughs) I remember
0: there was one twinsies. there There was one there was one episode where Polly Walnuts was like explaining how. You know, he says, like, uh, you know, so I go to purgatory for a couple of hundred years. What's a couple of hundred years yeah. and it, when it comes to eternity? What's a big I deal? I could do that standing on yeah, my yeah. head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he goes, what, yeah, he was talking to Chrissy about that. He goes, that yeah, was yeah. purgatory. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. That was very funny. Their belief systems were skewed. A little bit. In that show. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yep. I'm not a bad guy. I killed him because he was a degenerate gambler. Don't you understand? They all deserve to die. <laughs> it was it was uh, it
0: was an interesting case study because, you know, I mean, you cheer for the villain in that show, yeah. Right? And yeah, you, he, he becomes a he becomes a sympathetic figure. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that they did a better job than almost any other show showing uh, his redeeming qualities, right you know right. and they yep. always gave you just enough of his redeeming qualities that you're just like oh you can do it like yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. it was like season 3 when he stopped cheating on his wife and he actually Well there was on and there was family. one where there
0: was one where the where the gym teacher at the school uh, was was um, you know sexually assaulting students or, or something like molesting yeah. students or something and he went over to the house and he just he basically told the guy get out of here and don't ever come back yeah. and then he got really drunk and he came home and he was like I didn't kill him I did yeah, yeah he was yeah. like oh yeah well you know I didn't I didn't beat him up I didn't kill him
1: yeah yeah In the immortal words of chris rock you want a cookie yeah <laughs> so why, why don't why don't we talk a little bit about hockey sure yeah let's talk about uh Exactly. Let's start off with exactly who and what you wanted to talk about. Scoring is up in the NHL. Right. Save percentage is down. Right. Why? Well, I I
0: mean, scoring is up. It's 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 around, I think, six point four goals a game right now, which is significantly higher than it's ended the last like since 1993, 94. A full season hasn't had that high of scoring. Now, do I expect it to go down? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it always does. Yeah. You know, and, and and things sort of, you know, regress to the mean or whatever you guys want to say. Yeah. Um. So I expect it will go down. But, you know, and I, and I feel like, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of goalies having bad years, and there are a lot of goalies having bad years. But then I think, you know, so for every Igor Shosturkin, for every Jacob Markstrom for Jordan Bennington, you've got a Matt Murray. You've got a, you know, Anelia Sorokin. You've got guys who are playing above usually what they play. So I, I'm not. I, I like. It seems to me like a bunch of crappy goals are going in. But I, I, you know, I mean, you, you're the numbers guy. You would probably be able to back that up with numbers far better than I could. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday that said that that they think it's because, and it was a GM, they think it's because there's a lot of tired players out there. That that the whole couple of years of compressed, you know, compressed schedules that are going late in, later into the summer than they usually do are sort of really sort of having their effect and they're really starting to catch up to guys right now. Hmm. And there's a lot of, he see, he thinks there's a lot of tired players out there. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, that... Fatigue leads to mental mistakes. It leads to physical mistakes. It leads to not being able to, you know, catch a guy when he tries to beat you beat you to the outside. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, and maybe like it's a younger league. It's it's skews younger. So, you know, you would think those guys might not be quite as fatigued as some of the guys who've been around for a while, right? Yeah. And so it creates, maybe creates an imbalance
1: there. That could be part of it. I mean, my... my assumption on this was to to your point about skewing younger. Mm -hmm. There's a huge movement and has been for a while. Wow. Can you hear Ken and my voices? Just like, man, we're just, well, good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That was all our voices could manage. Um, The, the, you know, there's been a movement that's been happening for a while, a youth movement in the NHL. Sure. And it's been more and more and more skill. Mm-hmm. On on these guys and and the fact is is that goal uh, goaltending and defense work in tandem with each other, as you know you and probably every listener knows, right? Mm-hmm. Big hot take here. Goal um, goaltending and defense often work in ta- uh, work in tandem with each other, and I think that the techniques that they've been using are not effective against the level of skill that we're seeing. Like we're just yeah. seeing kids come in with hands like. The, the average kid coming to the NHL, maybe not the average, but like every year I find that three or four kids come in the NHL that have hands better than basically anyone I've seen in my lifetime of watching hockey. Right, right. And we're talking about these kids being pumped into the NHL at a rate of like five of them a year. Yeah. Like when like, Trevor Zegras, I mean, you know what I mean? And when Logan Cooley comes in the NHL and when like it just it's the list just goes on. Right. Right. Even, um, even uh, Jason Robertson and, and doesn't have quite the, as flashy hands, but man, he knows where to, where to make those moves. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, what's, what's interesting is, is, and you're right. I mean, I, I, when I see Connor McDavid go in, even on a breakaway or even one-on-one, I just sit there and go like, what are you supposed to do? (laughs) Like, what are you supposed to do? Why don't you just say, let's just, let's just, Send it back to center and drop the puck. We know he's scoring, right? Yeah, exactly. But but it's interesting
1: because I I you know you, the old tripping rule on an empty net. <laughs> yeah, just call it an I empty just, net. I just
0: I just I this kind of just came to me, and I'm wondering if maybe the the um maybe this the ability and the skill and the skill work and all that sort of thing is starting to out outsmart the other side of the, the other side of it, like the pendulum well, swinging Well, that's exactly back, what right? I was getting at, yeah. And because, like, it's funny, because I was talking to Jason Robertson recently, and he said, I had more than 100 shots blocked last year. He said, that's, that's unacceptable to me, right? <laughs> and so, like he said, you know, he had 107 shots that's blocked. Weird. Yeah, he had 107 shots blocked last year, right? Yeah. And, and then he says, you know, now it's just a matter of, you know, maybe having a little more patience, maybe waiting something out. Yeah. Maybe looking for a lane, whatever. And then I noticed it the night in the uh in the Anaheim game when he had his I think he had a hat trick in that game, but this I think it was his second goal. You could see it like he waited out. He 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 waited it out, he got around, he got a lane, and he put a really low, low shot that went off the that went off the post and in. And to me it just seemed like that was, you know, that was something that maybe he might not have done. Yeah. In a previous year. Yeah. And so if you have a bunch of guys thinking like that, you know, um, then, you know, maybe you're going to, maybe you're going to have guys
1: scoring more. So, I mean, in in my own very limited way, I see the creativity firsthand because especially last summer and it started, I'm starting to pick it up again. You know, I spent a lot of time training with people. Yeah. And mostly in the, you know, Pro to semi-pro ranks, but of a very varied age group. And I've had kids that are um there's this one kid actually in my mind in particular. He's U18 single A. He does not have the world's greatest shot. Yeah. He does not have the world's greatest hands. He's U18 single A, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah, you know yeah. He's yeah. having some fun with his friends and playing some fairly competitive hockey. Right. But it's really, you right. know what I mean? Right. And and he, I did a session with him, and he kept on beating me, and it was because he was doing things that I'd just never seen before.
0: Really? Yeah. Like, he, okay. he, just,
1: he was, like, just in terms of where he placed the shot, like, he wasn't trying to rip it through my glove side. He wasn't trying mm-hmm. to rip it top, top shelf. He was catching me on an awkward movement. He was catching me on, like, just different areas that I just was not expecting him to do. And I liked it because it, of course, stretched me. But then, meanwhile... He's a eighteen single A kid, and meanwhile I'm ta- I'm stopping twenty three year old KHLers yeah, like you know what yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know like I'm yep. I'm not sitting there and saying well I must just be the worst goalie ever like it's you know what I mean like um, so I, I just think that there's a lot more creativity there's creativity in the way that you see people go through the defense you know the the fact is is that there's just there's just a real push
0: okay so now now what's going to happen is is we we'll f- coaches will figure out a way to wreck this. Yeah. They have a fi- they figure out a way to ruin everything. That's why they can't have the nice things. I think three on three things. is ruined. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I like no. three on three. No, 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 no. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, but but they'll find a way to wreck
1: this. they mm-hmm.
0: They'll find a way to ru- to to destroy
1: a masterpiece. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, they want to prevent these goals. I think that we're going to see more aggressive defensemen. I think that um I think that the quote unquote positional defenseman. I think that that's going to be gone for a little while, mm-hmm. and then it might come back, and 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 who knows? But basically, the status quo of defender, you stand here and block the far side, and goalie, you mm-hmm. cheat to the short side, and and you know the shot comes through. Like that is completely out the window with the way that these kids yeah. can release the puck and the way that they can shoot around defenders and yeah. pick holes. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, and there's and, good goalies and- in the league. Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. Another guy that's making his complete and utter comeback mm-hmm. to where he should have been. Yep. You know, Matt Murray, you, meant, you mentioned. Linus Allmark, Jake Ottinger. Yep. You, you know, like to your to your original point, for every goalie that's struggling this year <coughs> that we expected to have a good year, there's yeah. a goalie that's having a great that's year. A, that we didn't expect, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe mildly expected or yeah, whatever yeah. the case yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And on a su- quick side note, I feel... I don't want to say justified, but I did. I did say at the beginning of the year I said it wouldn't shock me to see Matt Murray have a good season. I didn't expect it. Yeah, but I said it would. I it would be the most mild form of surprise if he had a good season. Hmm. Well, and I was expecting Sam up to play well, who he has. So I feel pretty feel pretty good about my Leafs takes right now. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Um, should we move on? Yes. Next subject: uh, board ads oh my goodness, these digital ads are killing me. And for once, our roles are reversed because normally well, yeah. stuff pisses you off. Yeah. It just completely flies under my radar. Well, like, from, like,
0: like if, you, if you picked something, you know, like if you said board ads and you thought, and if you know me, You'd be like, would that piss Ken off? Of course it would, because
1: everything pisses Ken off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But Puppies I, frolicking in a in a in a meadow would that piss Ken off? Bingo. I don't uh, number one pet peeve. You know
0: what's funny is like is like you're you know I've heard a lot of people complain about it, and you're one of them. And and it, it's it's. And you've seems never to be- listened to somebody else complain <laughs> in your life. It seems to be something that is 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 really grating on people. Mm-hmm. I don't even notice it. Mm. I don't even notice it. So there's two things. For like me. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I see the ads change. Yeah. Like I see them change over, like in one, you know, in one one time they're in the offensive zone and there's one board ad behind the net and then they, they get the puck out and they bring it back in. There's another one. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, it's, to me, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take away from my viewing experience. It doesn't bother me. We're talking about the digital I, ones. I under, yeah, they I don't know, bother I know, you. No, and I under, and I kind of understand. Like this is a league that's been hammered by the pandemic. Like they have got to generate revenues, right? And um, you know, the more that they generate revenues, the more the cap's gonna go up, the more teams are gonna be able to sign players and you're going to be able to keep your favorite players and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I don't know. I just, I can't really find the, find the, find it in me to get all worked up about that. Like, and and about the sweater advertisements doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't change, like it doesn't change what's happening on the ice one iota. So the sweater ads
1: don't bother me.
0: Yeah, the helmet ads don't bother me. The sweater ads don't bother me the you know like the 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 digital, the digital ads don't bother me i don't know who who I
1: am mean, i talking to you no, look like ten yeah. Yeah. you yeah. sound like Ken. i mean the
0: the uh, but you know you want to talk about advertising i mean i think the big one right now that people are even more pissed off about is uh, i shouldn't say it what? i just realized <laughs> no i just realized well it's the gambling ads but right we are, yeah. we're <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by
1: <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going Yeah, yeah, at. exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 Um, so with the board ads, so I obviously watch the game a little different, I think, than than a lot of people watch the game because I spend a lot of time when the puck's cycling, I spend a lot of time watching the goaltender as the puck's cycling. Yeah. Right. And the amount of time that the goalies had just disappears because hmm. his head just happens to be right where the ad starts and the ad Oh really the digital yeah, thing, yeah. and it just disappears yeah. his head. Yeah. It pisses me off. There there was a time yesterday in the game where they they dropped the puck and then my eye caught out of nowhere a ref appear out of the blue because the digital ad had integrated with his ref sweater and wiped him out into oblivion. I then, think that's kind of cool. And, <laughs> and and then there was also yesterday there was a board battle where I couldn't see anybody's stick. I just... Right. Here's the thing. I agree with you. Like, you know what I mean? You make your money where you can make your money. But A, moving ads, that should be the number one no-no for hockey. It's it's so distracting in a game that requires so much concentration. Yeah, I, Moving ads should be a huge no-no. And B, if you're not even going to get the technology right, then don't do it. Right. Right? Okay. They yeah. have... uh. Like you know, for Hollywood and, and 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 movies and stuff like this, right? Like they'll have somebody in a in a green suit with all kinds of little sensors, so that the camera can pick up where that person is, compare and 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 then therefore overlay a, a CGI image over that person. I don't know if they need to put those sensors into the boards, integrate mm. them into the boards to make that be specific. Or- sounds
0: sounds like that would cost a lot of. Well, money. you know what? Screw you. <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, like but I mean, if, it, not, if it's you not, can, but, no, but like, you it, know no, what I but mean? But if it's not cost Spend effective, the bloody money. but if it's
0: not cost effective, if you're spending more to present the ad than you're making showing the ad, then it really doesn't.
1: So then, like, don't yeah. if you can't yeah. do it right, then don't okay. do it. Yeah, I just see, yeah, I'm like that's what I'm gonna tell yeah. my daughter as she grows up. Okay, and, uh, you know, if you can't do it right, just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you can't spell color with a U, then just don't do it. All right, <laughs> yeah, enough of stay this, stay away from that. Yeah, word. consider yourself illiterate. <laughs>
0: No, I, I, uh, I just, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't register with me. It just doesn't bother me. Yeah. And That's, to me, it just surprises me so man, much. Yeah. To me, it's just, it's just, like I said, it's the same thing as, as the board, ad, or sorry, as the, as the sweater ads, as the helmet ads, as the, you know, whatever it is that the NHL is trying to do to, to uh, increase revenues. Yeah. I just can't see that being anything but a good thing. By the so, way, I
1: find the gambling ads hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, like like uh was it George Saint Pierre? Yeah. Was doing and he's like, he's like I prepare every, for every game. And I'm just like, yes. I'm just like picturing like the guy like, you know, on his couch with like nachos on his stomach and a and a couple empty beer bottles rolling around him, <laughs> you know, clicking his bet, is is putting in his bets, and he's like, I've prepared like a champion. <laughs> but uh that's neither here nor mm-hmm. there <laughs> um all right. all right let's uh let's move on from the from the ads okay this is a big this is a big mishmash it's a big grab bag episode i was pretty excited about it and ken okay. was really not looking forward to it at all he told me so in the car yeah i did yeah. yeah uh you want to talk about hudson fashion um well i i let's wait till the end for that that okay. sounds
0: like one that we can sort of end things off with because it's, okay. it's a really i think it's a very inspiring
1: story Oh okay, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I had a whole system for how I was going to work through one to the other, but you know, screw me, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's talk about the World Juniors. Okay. Well, Canada. Well, Canada announced Canada
0: announced its its uh, training camp roster. Yeah. For the World Juniors and, like, how do how does this team not win? <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I just, I mean. Down the middle. Yeah. Like Connor is probably gonna play the wing on this team. Yeah. He's probably gonna be a winger. Yeah. Especially if Shane Wright comes back. Yeah. Right? Because they're gonna have Shane Wright, Logan Stankovin, Owen Beck, Nathan Gotcher, uh, probably Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Uh there's five centermen right there. Yeah. And you're not even you you're not even you don't even have Bedard or Fantilli in there, right? Yeah. Um, so I would think Bedard will be their first line right winger. Um you know, it's it's just like it's just crazy. I mean, I know that Brant Clark is coming back, the LA yes. Kings first round pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, by the time people hear this, it'll probably be official. It isn't yet. So it's probably going to be Brant Gunther, Gunther for sure. Yeah. Uh from from Arizona and we'll see with Shane Wright. I mean, he scored what, four goals in five games in the American Hockey League, then came up and scored a goal. I don't know. I honestly don't know if that makes a difference. I, yeah. I doubt it would. Yeah. Um. But it might. You know. Maybe they decide to hang on to him. Um. But you know. I mean, with those three guys.
1: Oh, in terms t- of for Seattle, does that make a difference? Yeah. I thought you for, meant in terms of his placement on Team Canada.
0: No, I'm for it does does now does Seattle pause and go okay maybe maybe we should give him another look here or a longer look or a better look or you know I don't know.
1: Um, I would think that this would. This would uh, solidify Seattle's desire to send him to the World Juniors because the way that he lit up the HL and immediately watching the NHL, yeah, 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 and, and went on a good uh, and, and and came in on a good foot. I I would be like, well, that just proves to me that you you need something to help you into that NHL yeah, yeah. step. Yeah, it might and be. It's yeah, yeah, not the OHL. Yeah, I don't think it's the OHL. Right, but you know, I mean, I get how. This whole system works, right, and I get right, why it works. I'm right. not complaining against it with no solution, which is my favorite thing that I see all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, well, it's because whoa, well, well, it's still stupid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I like if I if I were the crack, and I just say that AHL stint did so well for him, and the World Juniors. I mean, it's not. Quite there with the AHL, but it's better than the OHL by a yep. wide margin. By a it significant is margin, best yeah. on best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd say yeah. Take some take some time. Go light up the World Junior. Go win. Well, yeah, and this kicks it down the road by a month too. Like they, can, yeah, their decision, kicks the can
0: down the road yeah. by a month, and then they see how he does in the World Juniors. But
1: yeah, so I mean, now to be clear, they can send him back to the OHL at any point. It's just a matter of whether he burnt the first year of his his. Uh, of his yeah, and,
0: and they're yeah. the two the two main the two main benchmarks are nine games and forty games. Yeah. See so like Brant Clark, they played Ottawa last night and Brant Clark sat out last night's game. He was a healthy scratch. He mm-hmm. I think he's at eight games. So you know they're thinking, you know, like if we're gonna send him to the World Juniors anyway and maybe back to junior after that, why do we go to nine games? Right. You know, because then he doesn't then he doesn't get the accrued season in terms of um his entry level slide on his contract. Mm-hmm. And the other one is 40, which is the bigger one because then you've got an accrued season for things like arbitration, unrestricted free agency, you know, that sort of thing. So that's that's kind of the big one, but um yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I mean, and but going back to Canada's team here, like like they're going to have the 7th overall pick, Kevin Korchinski. Was he 7th overall? That I don't sounds remember. high. Sounds high. Just a second.
1: Can I uh, can I can I uh, uh, yep. use a a Twitter yep. uh, a Twitter trend yeah Shane Wright Adam Fantilli Connor Bedard on a line do it you cowards <laughs> okay well you know what though there could be an
0: all Canadians prospect line Riley Kidney Owen Beck and Owen Joshua Beck. Ra? yeah Joshua Yeah. Joshua yeah. That would be a good line too. Yeah. But I mean, like you've got, you've got the seventh overall pick. Kevin Korczynski's probably going to be on their bottom two pair. Yeah. With probably like a guy like Corson Kuhlman's. Yeah. Who's another first, high first round. But like this team is stacked. I, I don't know anything about their goal t- or next to nothing about their goaltending. But this to me is a team that like, just get a guy who's not going to let in bad goals. Yeah. You know, just get a guy who's okay, you'll be fine. Yeah. Right? I don't
1: know much about, about the, the Canadian goaltenders either. Yeah. Yeah, truthfully. Yeah. But I, again, to your point, I mean, like, it's not rhetoric to say that they can probably outscore <laughs> almost every single situation here. They're going to outscore Latvia for sure. Yeah. Yeah, by 10. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I mean, even just like... Yeah. I just... I, I don't I don't see any goalie at this level that's that's going to stand up to this kind of firepower. Right, right. I I would imagine that you you could slot NHL goalies onto almost any world junior team and I don't know that they stand up to this kind of firepower.
0: Well, I mean, against this team, yeah. I mean, Connor Bedard's got an NHL shot already, right?
1: Yeah. I you mean, could argue that Fantilli does as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So they're going to be good, we know that. It'll be interesting because, you know, it's the same suspects as it always is because that's the way it is in the World Juniors. Yeah, you've got, you know, Canada, USA, Sweden, Finland, and no Russia because they're not going to be in the tournament. Yeah, but it'll, it will. The one sort of dark horse and interesting team, I think, is Slovakia. Czechia. Czechia. Oh, no, Czechia. Czechia. Well, they finished third, right? Yeah, yeah. The last time around, and they've got a bunch of guys coming back. If they get David Jurasek back from Columbus, yeah. Um, you know, I think they could be. A bit of a dark horse to not win it, but to, to get into the top three, which would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Slovakia, especially, cause, so uh they'd almost for sure get Simon Nemec back. I'm not sure if that's being announced. And if they well, could get...
0: I mean, he's playing in Kitchener, so they're going to get him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're they're getting him. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: For sure. And... uh if they were to get Yuri Slavkovsky out of Montreal, which I I don't imagine they wouldn't be able to, to be honest, I I would be surprised if he you think be, so. Yeah, I'd be very. Surprised. I just think that he's not playing meaningful minutes with the team.
0: Well, he's not playing meaningful minutes with the team because he keeps skating into into hits. You know, <laughs> like, geez, come on, buddy, like, keep your head up. And you're big, get, but not that. Big. No, but there's got to be some. Yeah. There's got to be some spatial awareness out there. I think that's his biggest adjustment to the NHL, to be honest with you. It's it's weird that, you know, <clears throat> that you think a guy that big mm-hmm. uh, has to, that that would be his biggest adjustment. Yeah. But I think it is.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, are you ready to move on? Yeah. Speaking of skating into hits, we should talk about Jordan Binnington. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, there's the segue. There eh? is that. slicker it. and snot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jordan Bennington, tell me how you're feeling about uh, Jordan Bennington. Right I'm
0: feeling now. about Jordan Bennington like, see, here's another take that you're probably going to think is kind of strange for me, but, well, well, I mean, the first thing is, is that it's easy to pile on a guy when he's playing the way Jordan Bennington is and doing the things that Jordan Bennington is doing right now, mm-hmm. but I mean, Mark Andre Fleury ain't that good. Yeah. He hasn't been that good this year. Yeah. He's actually been about as good as Jordan Binnington when it comes right down to it. Right. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I look at a guy like Jacob Truba, what he did the other day. Right. Yeah. He lays out a, a terrible, in my opinion, predatory head hit. Right. On Andreas Athanasiu. Yeah. And then when he gets kicked out, skates off the ice, throws his, throws his helmet at the bench and yells at his bench and, You know, and and everybody's like, well, yeah, what a captain. He's trying to get his charges, you know, like he's trying to get these guys motivated and, uh, you know, and give them a sense of purpose and what a great captain move that is. Yeah. You know, and then Jordan Bennington does something stupid like that and everybody piles on him. And it's easy because he's having a terrible year, right? Like I feel like Jordan, I feel, with Jordan Bennington, I kind of feel like, I feel about most goalies is okay.
1: Utter contempt.
0: We, no, we just yeah, utter contempt. <laughs> no, just the one sitting across from me. <laughs> no, I, I just think that you go into a year and you go, okay, what kind of year is he gonna have? Is yeah. he gonna have a good year or is he gonna have a lousy year? Yeah. You know, and he's having a really lousy year. Yeah. And he could come back next year and have a really good year, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, Igor Shosturkin hasn't been great. Yeah, he hasn't been
1: great. Yeah, you know. So, uh, with Bennington, um, in terms of his his extracurriculars, uh, I go back and forth on it. I do. I see Twitter piling on to him a lot, and I yeah. kind of defended him on Twitter, right? But I don't know how I felt about that because it's. Th- I have a concern here. So I love goalies. That are playing physical and unafraid. Love yeah, that. Yeah. When he stepped into Jordan Stahl, Jordan Stahl saw him stepping into him. It was a it was a, a mutual contact.
0: Right. Right. That
1: Jordan Stahl won handily.
0: Right. But, right. Exactly. But it,
1: but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't whatever. And
0: yeah, he, he got poso, though, too, right? Like coming behind the net with his glove. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: And 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 I even saw and even there was a couple months ago where somebody was just skating past his net and, uh, and he punched the guy in the head and, and he lost balance. His feet went out from under him. And, he, and, he, and the thing is, is that there's a situation where a player is trying to avoid the goaltender, which is what the player should do. Yeah. Right? The player is trying to avoid the goaltender and you took advantage of that. And so my concern, and I have the same concern for Brad Marchand, is that if he doesn't figure out a way to dial this in and take the good of what he does and leave the bad aside... Somebody is going to murder him on No, the they're ice. not. No, they're not. You don't think so? Brad Marchand's played in the league for what? No, I... I hear for what? You're He's 12,
0: 13, 14 years now? Yeah. No way. No way. If it was going to happen, it would have happened a long time ago. Guys like Brad Marchand do what they do because they have what I was just talking about with Slavkovsky is that awareness. Yeah. They know on the ice who's on the... <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> yeah they know who's on the ice. <laughs> choke on your lies. <clears throat> they know who's on the ice. They know what that kind of player's like. They always protect themselves. they don't go they don't get into situations where they can get creamed from behind. Mm-hmm. yeah no, no I mean no i don't i I really don't think so. and the thing with Jordan Bennington is you know if he had a nine thirty save percentage and the Blues were you know high up in the league and and you know, he was one of the best Goldies. I I think people would be like, oh, it, the whole narrative would, would be different oh, around all of this. I agree. Because I mean, you. look at Ron Hextall, right? Like yeah. look at Ron Hextall. Everybody was like in Billy Smith and guys like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's easy to you know, like I said, it's it's just I've always said that you can always you can put up with a guy's antics for as long as he's producing. Right. Right? So as long as a guy's producing, you don't care if he's weird, you don't care if he's crazy or stupid or says dumb things or does dumb things once in a while. Yeah. It's when he becomes a liability that your patience for that kind of stuff wears thin. And let's yeah. face it, let's face it, Jordan Binning is, Binnington is not the easiest guy to like. No. He's not the easiest guy to like. So he comes across as a bit of a jerk. Right. You know? A huge jerk. Yeah, yeah. Not a bit of a jerk, a, a jerk. Yeah. Right? He comes across that way. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to for him to wear the black hat. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I and so I guess what, what I'm trying to say is that I, I have no problem with this. And I like if this if this burns a little bit more of a trend of goalies getting a little bit more physically involved. Yeah. The amount of times that, especially this year, I'm just seeing goalies just completely cede their crease to other players. I'm like, no, no, no. You can run them over. You can or hit them as hard as you can or do whatever you want to them. Right. Within reason, obviously. And. They And because they're in your crease, if a goal goes in, it gets called back. Because yeah. the rule is, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it doesn't matter who initiates contact in the goalie's crease. And so every time that somebody's stating in my crease, I hit them. Maybe not hard, maybe maybe hard, you know. But yeah. every single time I hit them because at the end of the day, the rule is, is that if that goal goes in, it gets called back because it doesn't matter. Now, outside of the crease. Oh, no, it gets called back sometimes sometimes yeah, it doesn't okay, like, like I, yeah. I flip yeah, a coin yeah i yeah. have
0: no i have no idea what yeah what? but my but my point my point, point is is that i like the idea
1: it. of goalies starting to use physicality a little bit more yeah i think i told you at a semi-pro skate i accidentally played a puck right into an opponent's feet when i was trying to wring it off the boards oh really played it right into his feet <laughs> cross checked him and then skated back to my net because what uh a dick I I cried but he was a little like you know, it wasn't enough to wipe him out, but it but he was off balance, so he couldn't make a pass. Like I would have just I would next shift I would have just come and run you over. You should have. Yeah. But anyways, uh he but he couldn't make the pass. Yeah. And and it gave me time to get back to my net and right. make up for my mistake, and I didn't let in a goal on the play. Okay. So you for, know for once. Who you know <laughs> But so I like the idea of goaltenders getting more physical, but at the same time, the one that bothers me is when a player is trying to avoid you, a player is going out of his way to keep you safe, and you think to yourself, I'm punching that guy in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. That's where the line gets crossed. Other than that, that, I felt like that was the the Ocpozo thing. I felt like that was the Ocpozo thing. thing.
0: Because he took the scenic route. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't cut in and and go to the net. like he went around the boards. Yeah, and he still got clipped. Yeah, yeah.
1: So and and so that's that's what I'm saying. I like the and I like having a heel in the league. Honestly, it's just good to have a heel. Yeah, but he's got to be good. Right, got to be good. And exactly. Jordan Bennington
0: sucks right now.
1: Yeah, well, right? I've never been a huge fan of his, as you well know.
0: Oh no, no, yeah, you were you you've hated him for a long time. Well, mm-hmm.
1: it, I, hate is a strong word, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I I don't think that he's I don't think that every year, every year it's like, is he gonna be the Stanley Cup winning Bennington? He was up until up until just now, up until last year, he was the worst statistical goalie to win a Stanley Cup in the modern era. Worst than anti-Niemi.
0: Anti-Niemi, yeah, man. Beating
1: (laughs) anti-NYAMI. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Huh? that's what you call a a, a high bar to pass. <laughs> <That's> what <laughs> that is, yeah. but you, you you get what I'm saying. Anyways, whatever. We don't have to get into that. I agree with you. If he's playing well, then it's a, then he's a good heel, and if he, and that's what makes Brad Marchand a good heel, to be honest, right? Right. And right. if he's not playing well, then it's just it's just a huge distraction. Craig Berube is well within his rights to call out uh, Jordan Binnington on this. Yeah,
0: yeah, for and, sure, and, for and, sure. You know, I mean, when your own coach is saying, you know, just start stopping the puck instead. That's, yeah there's a there's a that's not a veiled message that's a, a that's a very overt
1: message so lastly did i tell you the best way that i ever cleared my my own crease all i did there was a guy standing in front of me he was right in my crease he was right in my business and he was trying to screen me and, and have a tip and all i did was whispered in his ear are you wearing a cup Ah, okay and he left yeah. Of his own accord. Nice. Is that a semi pro skate too? Yeah. Wow. just left it of his own accord. Okay. He yeah. just looked back and he just yeah. and he gave me some space. <laughs> there you go. I was curious. Maybe for he his actually, own well-being. Maybe he
0: actually maybe he actually thought, oh shit, I forgot to put my cup on.
1: <laughs> Look, he's standing in front of a shot. I was just asking for his own well being. That's all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just asked him if he's uh-huh. wearing, if he's wearing a cup. That's it. Uh-huh. C'est ça c'est tout. C'est ça, c'est tout. Yeah, as the French say. Yeah. All right, shall we move on? Yep. Jordan Binnington is now in the history books. Yep. Uh, I, all I just got to say is I just, I, I just, I want to see that style of goaltending come back, but uh, he's not doing a good job of bringing it back. He's not, <laughs> he's not convincing a lot of people that this is how you should play. Right, exactly. How would I put yeah. it that way, yeah. Right.
0: Hey, hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
1: Yep. Mitchie Marnes. Yep. There is only one question that needs to be asked of this point streak. There's only one question, and I haven't really heard a lot of people ask it. But can, can Mitch he Martin, do the greatest it player in, in history? The
0: playoffs. Exactly, yeah. Who yeah.
1: cares? He was third in scoring in the league last year. Mm-hmm. He had a great year last year. Well, he had an okay playoff too. He had
0: 8 points. I mean, he had 8 points. They lost in 7 games. Yeah. To somebody, Tampa. They always lose to somebody. Yeah. And he had 8 points. I thought last year he showed up in the playoffs. Yeah. So I I'm not sure that the whole playoff like dud thing is is as pertinent as it was. I mean, he's played 39 playoff games, he's got 33 points. I mean, mm. that's not bad. Yeah. That's not that's not horrendous. No. You know, that's not Nikolai Ehlers, you know, or whatever. Like there are guys that <laughs> just are notoriously bad in the playoffs. I think he's gotten better, yeah. Over the past couple of years and you know, I mean, I would expect that he will be a lot better this year than he has been in any other years in the playoffs. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's kind of, the whole thing is kind of a, like, the, the, all of this year is a referendum. Like, the the playoffs are the referendum, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, great. The Leafs were, you know, 10 and 2 or whatever they were, 10-1-3 yeah. or whatever in November. Yeah, but... Yeah, but. And the whole thing with the Leafs is a yeah, but. Everything. Every yeah. single thing they do this year. Yeah, yeah. Matt Murray's pl- Matt Murray's playing great. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I mean, uh yeah, they're getting production so is, from so their is top Frederick two. Anderson. Yeah, they're getting top production from their top two lines. Yeah, but. John Tavares is having a great comeback season. Yeah, but. Mitch Marner has a 20 game goaling streak goal or point streak. Yeah, but. You know, like at, like at all of this year. All of this year and everything that this team does will be judged on their playoff performance. Yeah. And I think it's even now, it's like, you got to do more than just win a round. You got to do more than just win a round. I think that was last year. You got to get to the conference final or something. Yeah. And even then, you know, I mean, yeah. So, but it's so like, they're going to play Boston or Tampa in the first yeah. round. I mean, I don't think Detroit's going to catch Tampa, but they might. Yeah, that would probably be the best thing for Toronto, but but they're going to play Boston or Tampa in the first round <clears throat> again.
1: Mm-hmm. What year? <clears throat> what year was Marner drafted? Twenty fifteen. Okay, so in twenty fourteen,
0: same year as Connor McDavid. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: In in in, how would you like to be the Arizona Coyotes? Sorry?
0: Connor McDavid goes first overall. Yeah. Jack Eichel goes second overall. Yeah. Dylan Strome goes third overall. <laughs> Mitch Marner goes fourth overall.
1: <laughs> so, what I was going to say was, in 2015, in 2014, Montreal Canadiens made the conference final. Yep. Should have made the Stanley Cup final had it not been for Carey Price's injury. Okay. I think they would have handled New York that, not, The Rangers not, That was the year The Kreider yeah, ran Grand yeah. price over Yeah Was that the year Yeah, yeah. Okay They go to this, the the Conference final Yep They have a couple more Years of relevance Meanwhile Toronto has Built their team Essentially The next year They draft They draft Marner The next year They draft Matthews Yeah Then Montreal Falls off a cliff Then comes back Retooled In the Nick Suzuki Philippe Deneau era Right Goes to the Stanley Cup final, and then falls off a cliff again. Like Montreal well, yeah. has rebuilt twice, yeah, in the span of this Toronto rebuild. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm not trying to say like I, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Well, the Montreal, I, that the, comes to me naturally. Yeah,
0: the twenty yeah the 2020 was an outlier though.
1: It was an outlier. I mean, they, There's play, no two they ways played in it. the they yeah. played in the weird bubble this
0: division and all of that. And I don't think anybody would have thought that they were, you know, going to be. Yeah, what they, what they ended up being.
1: Yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not disputing that. And and 2020 and then, of course, the, and then you're talking about the first covid bubble where they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs.
0: No, I'm talking about the second one where okay. they went to the final.
1: Yeah. Where they but went even to the final. They still yeah. had success against Pittsburgh the year before. Right. And took Philly to six or something like that. My mm-hmm. my point my point is this. Look, obviously, it's so great to sell hope when you're at, at a certain stage in a rebuild and all the rest of it. But my point is, is that we have seen empires rise and fall. Like, it's no longer. In it's the no same time longer longer. that this
0: one has kind of supposed to have risen.
1: Yeah. 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 It, and and that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's mm-hmm. not just Montreal. Montreal is an example that I know very well, so I used it. Yeah. But, I mean, truthfully, Ottawa went mm-hmm. to a conference final in this time period. 2017. Right. And then fell and is now... Well on the path of rebuild. Uh, yeah. okay. You don't think they're at least well on the path, though? Uh, t- Teams takes take steps back in the, in yeah. the path. Yeah. yeah. Detroit. There's a team. Yeah. 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 I, you know, Seattle and in Vegas became existent yeah, yeah. that time. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> like it's just like you know, it's. Anyways, you understand the point that I'm that I'm trying to make like there, it's there been a is, while. It's been a while. It, it's it's really. Yeah, I honestly feel for these fans like I honestly do. I do, too. I do. Yeah. Too. So. OK, so
0: the Mariner streak itself. Do we want to say anything about that? Yay. 20 games. I think he's I think now he's 27th all time like he's tied for 27th all time at 20 games. Yeah, I mean um, it's
1: it's impressive. I I remember it, it when, is
0: it is actually impressive. I think it's I think it's really impressive, particularly in an era when it's you know I mean I mean bingo. scoring's up, scoring's up, but it is it's way harder to create offense than it was when you know I mean Wayne Gretzky has three of the top four
1: streaks, right? When and Patrick Kane had his streak, he had twenty six. Gretzky said. What Patrick Kane has done today is more impressive than what I did in the Yeah, 80s. yeah, yeah. Gretzky yeah. himself. Yeah, said he
0: that. did it. Patrick Kane did his 20. I think it's 26. He did it in 2015, 16. That was the year after they won the cup, and yeah. they they he won he won the scoring championship that year. He won the Hart Trophy that year. Um, you know, so yeah. I mean, I think Marner is in all of those conversations right now. Yeah. Like he'd probably be in the heart trophy conversation. Not probably. He is in the heart trophy conversation. Do you conversation. think so? I think he's in the conversation. I absolutely. think it's it's
1: hard to win a heart trophy on a team like Toronto.
0: Yeah, but it's hard to win a heart trophy on a team like Edmonton. Like, I mean, if yeah. you don't if you don't do great, you know, I mean
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard I mean, to, you, like, you Why? Not why because,
0: why? Why do you say it's hard to win a Hart Trophy on? I mean, Dreisaitl and McDavid took turns doing it. Why? What's so difficult about it?
1: Well, in Edmonton, on, there's two. In Toronto, there's four.
0: Uh, there's three.
1: Three and a half. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, you're calling Nylander the half? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like,
0: I mean, William Nylander's never going to be... Like I, I would think he's never going to be a first or second team all star. Yeah, he's never going to be a top ten scorer in the NHL. He's probably never going to be a hard Trophy guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Neil is going to get and, Tavares, here, a Tavares, following. Tavares, I think. You know, I mean, he's he's been a revelation this year. He's been outstanding, and I think, and I think part of the reason why Marner's having so much success is that the two of them are have found a real great on ice chemistry yeah and then on the left side they put you know Nick Robertson or Kerfoot or whoever it is that they feel like putting on that side yeah you know so
1: I mean uh yeah like I I was watching the game was it last night or the night before uh they beat beat Dallas last night they beat Dallas last night yeah yeah thumped them yeah and just like the passes that Marner was putting onto Tavares's stick where Mm -hmm. he could just get in tight and do what what Tavares is so good at doing yeah. It was really, really impressive. Um, uh, you know, Nylander though. Nylander is going to be that guy that, like, in twenty years has like some weird hipster following, kind of like Alexander Mulgilney today. Oh yeah, there is yeah. like always some like hipster kid that's like, why doesn't he McGilney should be in the Do yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm well, so McGilney, edgy and, and Meta.
0: McGilney should be in the hall of fame. I know he should be. He, sh- he absolutely yeah. Should I be. know he should be, but still. Yeah, I'm catching a tan in here. Like yeah? I'm actually feel like I'm. On the beach at my cottage. That's the executive. In Grand Bend in the middle of July right now. It's so freaking (laughs) hot in here.
1: (laughs) You're sitting under the heater.
0: And I can see how orange it is. Like for oh my God. Anyways, okay. (sighs) Oh god, it's hot in here.
1: All right. Well, before we move on, check out <laughs> kencampbell.subsec.com for all of Ken's great writing. I always forget to do the plugs when we do these like mishmashy kind of episodes. Check out kencampbell.subsec.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave uh, a review. Leave, subscribe. Do all that great stuff. <laughs> yep. Jeez, it's, it's, like, it's like doing a podcast with a cat. <laughs>
0: If, Cats are assholes, and I'm, de- I have, I'm definitely an asshole. This if I, I ever shoot. need to
1: tire you out, I'm going to bring a laser pointer out here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out kencampbell.substack.com for this. And Ken's great writing, you can get this podcast directly into your inbox. Uh, we've touched a little bit on Shane Wright. Let's touch on him just a little bit more. He had a fantastic mm-hmm. game last night. I think you watched it. Yep. We were texting until late in the night. So I'm did he have we a fantastic... Both, I mean, he got the goal. Did he have a fantastic... He had like three yeah, or four scoring he actually, chances. He actually looked... As good last
0: night as he's looked, yeah. He was yeah. driving yeah. that yeah. net, yeah. and he yeah. had a
1: few good scoring chances. Yeah. Jake Allen robbed him on the doorstep mm-hmm. very early into the game. Like, it, it seemed obvious that Wright was going to get a goal last night.
0: Right. I mean, yes, correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who we're talking about. Right, Yeah, yeah, right. Right. It seemed obvious. Who's he was on first, get a, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Third base! <laughs> 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 I haven't done Abbott
0: to Casella. <clears throat> right? <clears throat> that seems like low-hanging fruit. Why? Because it's just an it's a real easy one. You you tend to go to the more obscure ones. A little I do bit. like I, yeah, I yeah. do like going niche. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, yeah. Wright had a fantastic game last night. So tell tell me yeah. how you're feeling about it.
0: Well, I I like I said I think it's it will it'll make for an interesting decision in Seattle whether or not they they release him for the World Junior team. Um. You know. I mean because. Like, it's a a small sample size, obviously, one game. But if you look at how he played in that one game and you, you you know, consider the fact that he had four goals in five games in the American League, you're thinking, okay, well, you know what? Like, maybe him on our third line with Yanni Gordon, Oliver Bjorkstrand, maybe... Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's good. Maybe it's a well
1: insulated line. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, for him. Well,
0: yeah, and and it's well insulated in the fact that he's got two veteran players. Yeah. on either side of him. Both Jani incredibly G- defensive. Johnny Gourd, who's 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 like awesome. Yeah. Right. And and you're getting third line minutes, so you're not you're not getting the tough you're not getting the tough minutes, right? So I mean, if you can, if that's your third line, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's 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 actually pretty good. You know, yeah, um, but they had won seven in a row and then they lost, <laughs> so yeah. there is that too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, um, I, I really hope that they should have right. won last night. I'm just of gonna course cover it. They should have won <laughs> they, Montreal scored point, four goals on their first eight shots, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. At one point, uh, Martin Jones was pitching a 500 save percentage, so uh, you know, I, I don't want to, and and two of them were just like. Floaters through the five hole. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was... That was not a good look. i would tell you, talk about regressing the mean, eh? We were, like, singing Martin Jones praises last week, and...
0: Then he gives up an eight spot against LA. Yeah. And then he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, I mean, so, like, to your point about how they lost last night, I mean, it was no fault of Shane Wrights or anybody. No. Anybody holding yeah, yeah. a thin stick. Right. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. put yeah. It that yeah. way, thin right? Stick, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... I mean, he's he's going to be a good NHL player. Yeah. Uh, is he going to be a great NHL player? I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely sure. I've, you know, a lot of the scouts that I've talked to said he's either going to be an elite third line guy. Yeah. Or or a good second line guy. Yeah. Which is great, which is really good. Those are, you know, that you need those guys. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, how they decide and what they do with this kid.
1: Yeah, yeah he he had his motor going. last night. I mean, by night. the
0: time people hear this, he might have already they might have already made the decision. But yeah, well, I'm planning yeah. on releasing this next week.
1: Okay, good, good job, <laughs> good, good. Um, no, he had his motor going last night, and and you know we need to access that Shane Wright. And it wouldn't shock me if we didn't have that Shane Wright because he just was bored in the OHL last year. And it wouldn't shock me if we didn't have that Shane Wright because. He was going through his own stuff with the draft and all the rest of it this year. But what we saw last night, like that. that yeah, you saw, be, you saw the NHL Shane Wright. We saw the exceptional status Shane Wright. Yeah, yeah. We saw the guy that got himself exceptional status. Mm-hmm. We saw the guy that was projected to go first overall for like three years. It's funny. I was listening to another podcast, um, and, and believe it or not, they do exist in the hockey realm. Mm-hmm. Uh but despite this one being obviously the the gold standard. Yikes. <laughs> I was listening to another one and they were and they were talking about uh Stephen Stamkos and uh John Tavares. And um and and how they went kind of year after year, and and when Stamkos got drafted, it was like, oh well, like you know, like watch out for Tavares. And I'd forgotten about that, and it and it really made me think about the Shane Wright Connor Bedard, and how Wright is being sort of eclipsed by Connor Bedard right now. Yeah, but I'm I'm not so convinced that he's a good third line or excellent third line, and maybe decent second line center. Like I'm not so convinced that that's where his ceiling is. Okay. 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 And it's just because of COVID. It's because of all the things that he's had to go through in his career, and the fact that it's just like a whole lifetime of projecting for first overall. You know, it's just it's hard for me to wipe out that biasy. Okay. And in one crummy year. Okay. And not even crummy He's like, what? He scored like 50 goals or something like that for Kingston last year. No,
0: he, no, he had 94 it, points. He had 32 goals, I think, and 94 points. Okay, so, somewhere like, but he had a good year. I thought, it was, a, I thought it was about 40, like he had, a, yeah. he had an amazing year. He had an amazing year. Well, let's check. I thought it was in the 30s, but it could it could very well have been in the 40s. But I know it was 94 points. And I mean, for an 18 year old to put up 94 points in his draft year in the OHL. That's damn good yeah you know there's there's no two ways about it that is a that's a thirty two goals and ninety four points thank you
1: you're normally right about this stuff in fairness you're yeah, normally right yeah, about yeah. this stuff. and and so
0: yeah but i I don't know i I just go by what the scouts were telling me last year yeah and you know I mean they're not always right yeah but they were pretty unanimous in the fact that he's not put it this way he's not a dynamic player he's not a dynamic player
1: no like but he's that not was, he's not the knock on nick suzuki too. but he but nick,
0: nick suzuki is a dynamic player like i think he's grown into a dynamic player right like but th- the, i'm saying that the was passes the knock that he made. yeah him. yeah well the knock on nick suzuki more was consistency of effort at that age yeah it was yeah yeah i think a lot of people thought you know sometimes he shows up and sometimes he doesn't
1: i had and, a and now that and, and now thought, he's
0: showing up all the time
1: yeah I had a scout tell me that he thought that Nick Suzuki and Shane Wright were a very good comparable. That's why I bring up Nick Suzuki.
0: Really? Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, don't, I don't see it, but that's, that's interesting. I, I just, you know, I mean, with Nick Suzuki, it's just, to me, it's just like, like I've been around this game for a long, long time. I've seen guys get the C when they're in their early 20s, mm-hmm. and they struggle with it. Yeah. You know, I've seen other guys get big contracts coming out of entry level. Yeah. Big long-term contracts, and they struggle. Yeah. I mean it's the other way around with this guy.
1: Yeah. This guy's maybe this getting guy's the two thr- cancel each other out. Yeah, maybe. This guy's <laughs> thriving on all of that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I think that last year in Montreal was just it, it it was such a godsend in the sense of what a litmus test it was for who you've got. And and like he probably learned a lot last year cuz they sucked. Yeah. And they lost
0: a lot of guys and they lost, their coach got fired and The manager got fired and they traded a bunch of players. You know, I mean, that that tends to, you know, that tends to to battle test you a little more,
1: you know. So this is this is a bit of an open secret. Um, It's rumored, but it seems fairly substantiated. But after last year is when they decided not to put the C on Gallagher because of how he handled the stress of that losing season. And it's not to say that he Yeah, you might be it. right. Yeah, it's not to say that he handled it in a way that, but it was in a way that was like he didn't care or whatever. But he just no. It, some guys take too he cared much on. Too much. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's exactly what Max Pacioretty did.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it killed
0: him in Montreal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 like to me, that's what makes what Suzuki's doing all the more impressive. Exactly. Right. Like is is he's got a good, pretty good perspective, yeah. you know. Yeah. He spent the summer in Montreal. Yeah, he spent his off season in Montreal. He's trying to get other guys to do it. He's he's like Josh Anderson and Cole Caulfield. He's trying to get those guys to stay in Montreal in the summer. I don't know that you want to stay. That you want too many guys staying in Montreal for the summer because Montreal is an awesome place. In I the was just want to say, I was like, have
1: you been to Montreal this summer? Because I would stay in Montreal this summer. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah. Like if I could have a life, it would be Montreal in the summer. Yeah. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, so Uh. yeah, so I, I, I think it's, it's all the more impressive and, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, there are guys much more veteran than this guy who have, who have Folded. taken, taken the captaincy on. And, yeah. and it really, it really, like, like I say, Max Pacioretty, he, it would, it, it like, I, I think there was one time where he said it would really help if I wasn't the worst player on the team or something like that. Yeah, he did. Like yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah, he said it's hard to ask other people to to be better when be you're, better the, worst when you're player, the worst player, worst on player ice. in the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which to me, like he got roasted for that. And to me, I'm kind of like, it's just it's just it's one of those like you never win. Right, you know what I mean. Right. oh, this right. guy doesn't care, or he cares too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I think
0: I think with Pacquiao, Patrick, Patrick, it was definitely caring too much.
1: Yeah, I agree and and you. not
0: caring too much, but just not having the bandwidth. Yeah, to be able to handle all of that, like Shay Weber was perfect. He had the bandwidth. You know, he just yeah. didn't. He just didn't care what anyone said or what anyone thought. <laughs> I remember when I asked him about getting traded to Montreal. He goes, Yeah. So I was out on my boat, or it wasn't out on his boat. He was out on his dock or whatever. And he gets a call from, I I guess.
1: David Poyle. uh,
0: David Poyle or somebody, you know. And so he's there. Okay. Well, I guess I got traded. So he goes, (laughs) so then I ended up, you know, like just tying everything down on the boat, you know, making sure I covered up everything on the boat and everything. And then I went up and called him back. (laughs) I was like. You didn't, like, just, like, frantically dial his number standing right out there on the dock? No, yeah. no. I waited a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <sake. clears
1: throat> but at the same time, I mean, that's not necessarily what you want out of a captain either.
0: I think with him, that's what you want, though.
1: Well, yeah. I you mean, know, that's Shea Weber, right? Yeah, the yeah. measured kind of yeah.
0: guy who, and you know that if he's healthy, he's going to do it on the ice, right? Yeah. Like, he's going to bring it on the ice. Yeah. So. And I yeah. mean,
1: even if he's not healthy, according to the playoffs last year, or two years ago, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get out of here, there's one other storyline that uh, we wanted to end off on, and we accident or I accidentally alluded to, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the podcast. Oh, no, okay, yeah. But uh, Ken, tell me about Hudson Fashing.
0: Yeah, you do you know who this guy is? N- not really. Okay. Okay. So Hudson Fashing uh, just got called up by the. New York Islanders. Uh, he was drafted in 2013 by the Buffalo Sabres, spent some time in their system, spent a few years in their system, spent some years in LA system, spent some years in Arizona system. And now he's with the Islanders. And he scored his first goal in first NHL goal in seven years last night. um, Since his rookie season with Buffalo in 2015, 16 drafted in 2013 in the fourth round by the Kings. Oh yeah. Sorry. He was drafted by the Kings. Then went, then to, went Buffalo. to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just you know, I mean, a minor pro, obviously, clearly a minor pro guy who's found his niche in the American Hockey League. Probably will at some point play in Europe, maybe or something. But just a really, really great person mm-hmm. with with like a with, with like the most inspiring backstory you'll ever find. Um, he he has a brother and a sister. A brother named well, he had a sister. He has a brother named Cooper and a, and a, and a sister named Mallory and they are both younger than he is. And they were born, you know, very, with very, very serious, um, cognitive and development issues, um, that, that, you know, basically bound them to wheelchair, uh, a wheelchair for their, their entire lives. Mm -hmm. As it turns out back in, I think September of 22, which is this year, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. um Mallory actually passed away um and their life expectancy was never really I think I think the older one Cooper is about 23 or 24 yeah. um but you know I mean this is just a kid who's been through a ton right yeah like he he played all the way through in Minnesota was a star player um you know um spent a lot of his time in hospitals uh took care of his his siblings Helped his parents, like his, his father told me, you know, back in 2013 when he was up for the draft that, you know, no word of a lie, this kid never, ever complained mm-hmm. about having to, you know, take on that kind of responsibility and that kind of just emotional baggage and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, just just a guy that's, you know, it's it hasn't really worked out for him at the NHL level. He was a really really he was a really good teenager and then he kind of tailed off towards his draft year and he's like I say he's kind of he's one of these tweener guys who's kind of found his place in the American League and yeah. can be a call up in the NHL but when I saw him score last night in the uh, in the Islanders they lost 7-4 to St. Louis but he scored and I just thought you know what a what a great guy to cheer for you know yeah. like and just one of those stories that you know I mean sometimes we You know, we think that these guys have these lives that are glamorous and great and everything. Well, you know, I mean, this guy slugged it out in the minors since, you know, basically since he's come into the league Mm -hmm. um, with the exception of a few stints in the NHL. And he's, you know, he's dealing with a lot. And, uh, you know, I just think it's, I just think it's, you know, you need to celebrate those kinds of things, right? And you need to, um, to give them some recognition and shine some light on them because... I mean, we hear so many bad things about hockey, but here's a guy, you know, who's just a good person, uh, has lived through a lot, and you know, just sort of got his reward. One of his rewards last night, getting a goal, his second goal of his career, first goal in seven years. You know, I just, I just wanted to make sure that we shone that we that we shined a light on that, and you know, good for Hutch- Hudson Fashing. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his for his family.
1: Well, that was. Uh- that was an incredibly sweet way to end off the podcast. Um yeah. Yeah. I've I've nothing nothing to add to that. It's it's uh yeah, happy for. Him. Yeah, there's good there's good out there, right? Like there's good. There is. I mean, and and we like
0: I said, we tend to shine the light on a lot of the bad stuff and I just think it once in a while you just have to sit and remember that there are people like Hudson Fashing in this game who who deserve that light shined on them as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 oftentimes players like that, um, they're the ones that do exceptionally well in management. Yeah, you know, yeah. in their yeah. post playing career. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, thank you for that. Yep, A wonderful way to end off the podcast. Uh, before we get out of here, of course, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at hockeynofilter. Check out ken underscore Campbell twenty seven. Check myself out at underscore Dylan And of course, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, leave a like, leave a subscription. Well, actually, I don't suppose you leave a subscription at all, but uh, yeah, and we will talk to you (laughs) next week.